Welcome to episode 10, How to Think Your Way to Success. I have spent most of the second half of my life mastering my thoughts. That's over 20 years, in case you're wondering. I have not reached the final destination. I am a work in progress. How possible is it that the reason you're not seeing the results that you desire in your business is due to the way you are thinking? You see, if we're not controlling the way we think, then our thoughts are behind the steering wheel. We have given our thoughts authority and full control over our life rather than us controlling our thoughts. After years of business coaching and consulting, I can confidently advise you that learning only the strategies, foundations, and processes for an online business is not enough. The biggest battle that you will come against is what you believe about yourself to be true. Mindset, your mental attitude, is not a destiny that we arrive at. It is a continuous journey. But the good news is that this is a skill that can be learned. The difference between those who succeed and those who don't are the ones who have learned to control their thoughts and the ones who have been taught the skills and tools to conquer negative and limiting beliefs. In other words, they practice awareness and implement the tools that they have learned. As coaches, we certainly don't need another lesson on limiting beliefs, but let's review a few reminders. Limiting beliefs form in childhood. You've probably heard the analogy about the baby elephant who is chained to a fence. It tries to break free, but it is too small and weak. As the elephant grows up, his size and strength increase, and he can easily break free of the fence. Except he remembers as a baby that he couldn't do it, so he settles for a life chained to a fence. Have you settled in your own life? Sometimes limiting beliefs develop from things our parents said or by the ways they lived their own lives. Parents are their kids' first teachers, so it's easy to understand why you might pick up on their habits, comments about work, discussions about money, even if you didn't understand the meanings back then. The bottom line is this. You get to decide what you think. When this little nugget of wisdom finally hit me, it was like the clouds parted and a choir of angels started bel belting out the hallelujah chorus. Suddenly, everything clicked. So think about it. Our noggins, that squishy blob between our ears, is the puppet master of our lives. It pulls the strings on our family drama, our love life's twist and turns, the circus that is our job, the roller coaster of our finances and our bodies' ups and downs, as well as our social whirlwinds and the endless saga of our mental well-being. Thoughts aren't just fluff floating around in your head. They are the powerful driving force behind the success we experience or the success we miss out. It's your choice. Your thoughts do control every area of your life, family, relationships, job, business, finances, health and wellness, friend friendships, and most importantly, our mental health. So here's the scoop. You can either be the hero of your own story or the villain sabotaging your path to greatness. The power of the mind, it is not a joke. It is the secret sauce to the life that you're craving or the recipe for disaster you are trying to avoid. The choice, my friend, is yours. 
Choose wisely because in the grand chess game of life, your thoughts are your king. Hey, coach, welcome back to the Coach by God Entrepreneur Show. I'm Denise Milianta, self proclaimed mama bear of the coaching industry, certified professional coach, mentor, consultant, tech trainer, and a faith fueled business maven with a knack for turning chaos into gold. If you are ready to leverage your hard-earned coaching certification, get clarity, create ripples in the marketplace, build a business that glorifies God, and make money, this podcast is for you. You can find out more and connect with me over at denisemulianta.coach. Ready to dig into today's show? Get ready for a dash of sass, a sprinkle of wit, a dose of wisdom, and a whole lot of no-nonsense strategies that will transform your life and your business. Let's go. Okay, welcome back. In today's episode, we will uncover limiting beliefs. Where they, where do they come from? We'll learn how to notice and name the limiting beliefs in your life. And we'll get crystal clear about what your beliefs are costing you and the two things to tackle your, your limiting beliefs. Now, limiting beliefs, in a nutshell, hold us back from reaching our full potential. A growth mindset can propel us forward. A growth mindset believes in improvement and finding ways to change for the better. On the other hand, a limited mindset accepts current circumstances as unchangeable and it hinders personal growth. Now, scripture supports the concept of growth and transformation. Philippians 4 verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me encouraging us to believe in our potential for change with God's divine support. Romans 12 verse 2 also guides us. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This verse highlights the importance of shifting our mindset for personal and spiritual growth. You have the power to choose your mindset. A fixed mindset full of limiting beliefs can hold you back. Realizing you have a fixed mindset can be surprising, but you can decide to change it. Embracing a growth mindset is a choice that you make to start your journey of change. It's not going to happen by itself. It needs to start with the decision to grow and transform. The Bible speaks to the concept of choosing our thoughts and the importance of focusing on what is positive and edifying. While it doesn't explicitly mention, quote unquote, choose our thoughts in modern terms, several passages emphasize the control we have over our mindset and the content of our thoughts. Philippians 4.8 is a clear directive on this matter. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This verse encourages us to deliberately focus our thoughts on positive and godly things. 2 Corinthians 10 verses 5 also addresses our mental discipline. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. 
This indicates that we as believers have the responsibility to actively control our thoughts and align them with Christ's teaching and his authority. Romans 12 verse 2 further supports this idea by urging us not to conform to the patterns of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. This transformation that we're talking about is a process that involves a conscious choice to change how we think, reflecting God's will and good, pleasing, and perfect plan for our lives. These scriptures, I believe, collectively suggest that we as believers are called to actively choose and guide our thoughts, aligning them with the principles and virtues that are consistent with our faith. So where do limiting beliefs come from? We know that limiting beliefs are beliefs that are developed in early childhood about who you are and what you're capable of doing. You see, the problem is with these beliefs is that they are limiting. So they're currently stopping you from doing or having something that you truly desire and can muddle your efforts to tap into your divine purpose. They are the lies or the excuses that we've learned to accept about why we can't do or achieve something. Now, some of these uh, limiting beliefs might show up in the thoughts that we have about not being able to earn a six-figure income because we don't have the talent or the knowledge to do so. Or I can't hire a business team because they don't make enough money yet. How about I'm too old or too young to start. This is where age becomes an excuse to give up on our dreams and not pursue new opportunities. What about this one? I'm sure you've felt this one in the past. I'm not good enough. This belief undermines our self-worth and can prevent us from trying new things and pursuing our goals. Another one that stops us is I can't do it because I've never done it before. This mindset stops us from stepping out of our comfort zones and learning the new skills we need to learn. Or how about this one? I don't have enough time. Often we use this justify to justify staying in our comfort zone. And this belief is going to prevent the pursuit of the new goals or interests. Now, one of the ones that I had for quite a while was after my divorce, And I was on the path to really um, pursuing my coaching business. And I'm talking about 15 years ago. And one of the limiting beliefs or lies that I had convinced myself was, is that I don't deserve success in another business because I am divorced. I don't know why I convinced myself of this, but I did. And it took me many, many years to overcome it. These limiting beliefs can be deeply ingrained in us, but recognizing and challenging them is the first step towards personal growth and really maximizing our own potential. If you notice, all of these limiting beliefs start with, I can't, or I'm not able to. Whenever you start a sentence with, I can't, you've already set yourself up for failure. If you've decided to try to accomplish any of these things, you'll always have that nagging voice at the back of your head feeding you garbage about all the reasons why something cannot happen. 
This voice can also cause you to give up too soon or without getting all the facts or putting forth a real hearty effort. I do unfortunately see this a lot with new coaches who are trying to pick their niches. They believe if they narrow down their niche, they're not going to make any money. That also is a very limiting belief. So in essence, what you believe is going to shape your thoughts. It's going to affect how you think. So we need to recognize these beliefs, name them for what they are. So if you're familiar with Brooke Costello's model, she, I love her model. If you're not familiar with it, Google it and use it. It really is profound. You can use it with your clients. You can use it on your, you know, to self-coach yourself. It's excellent. She says that our beliefs shape our thoughts, which then dictate our behaviors, actions, and ultimately our results. To change limiting beliefs, you have to first identify the thought behind them, then work on altering these thoughts both in your mind and through your actions. So for example, instead of thinking, I can't start a coaching business because I don't know how to find clients, shift to a more empowering thought like, I can start a coaching business because I'm smart and I'm eager to learn and I want to help others. To start identifying your limiting beliefs, you really need to reflect on parts of your life where you're dissatisfied or perhaps even feel stuck. Use statements like, I can't make more money because, and then fill in the blank to uncover some of your beliefs. Then dig deeper to understand where these beliefs originated from, realizing they are beliefs and not truths. Now, I'll circle back to the limited belief that I shared with you earlier when I said I can't make money because I went through a divorce. It took me quite a bit of time to dig deep to understand where this belief originated from, and then I had to replace it with truths. And I don't think I need to remind everybody this, but you replace these truths with what God's word says. All right. Now, imagine if Tom Edison decided to give up on the light bulb. We'd all be sitting in the dark right now. But he persisted through thousands of attempts before actually being successful with the invention of the light bulb. So sometimes it takes a little longer than other times, right, with these thoughts that we have and to see the success that we want to see. I also want to encourage you to really take some time to reflect on what these limiting beliefs are costing you because there's consequences and these consequences can cost you something. So write a list of your limiting beliefs, and for each one of them, write down each of the following. One is, how does this limiting belief currently impact your life? Write down everything that comes to mind. So for example, let's go back to the money, to the, ex to the excuse or the limiting belief, um, if I make money, I'll lose it belief. Maybe it currently impacts your life in a few ways, like you're afraid to raise your rates because you don't want to lose clients and therefore you feel overwhelmed and burnt out most of the time. And then if you take it a step further, how is feeling overwhelmed and burnt out most of the time impacting your life? 
it's probably costing you money because you feel too overwhelmed and too tired to take on more clients. You've maxed out on your capacity. It could also be affecting your relationships because maybe you're always canceling on your friends last minute or you're yelling at your kids or your spouse. Maybe you're afraid to say yes to something new even though you want to say yes. Because you don't believe you'll have the energy to follow through and it makes you feel like you're not growing. So continue to break down each of these negative effects until you cannot think of any more. And then secondly, I want you to think about your future. How will continuing to live out in this current negative limiting belief affect your future? What will you lose, lose out on by continuing to live out this belief in one year, three years, five years, and 10 years? So for example, continuing to believe if I make money, I'll lose it over the next year, you most likely will not hit your income goals and you won't be able to save for that vacation or the college fund or whatever it is that your goal is financially. And if you continue to believe that lie over the next three to five years, the overwhelm and burnout might affect your health even more negative, neg negatively. Now, I have experienced this firsthand, so I really want to encourage you to start taking control of your thoughts. Now, you will miss out on multiple opportunities, and you'll likely continue to feel stuck in your business path and unable to make changes. Now, lastly, if you continue to believe this lie for, let's say, the next 10 years, you will easily wind up stuck doing what you always have done, not making enough money or not making a single penny more than what you make right now. You could even possibly destroy your reputation or your credibility in this field of coaching. And you can burn yourself out so badly that you can't work anymore. Now, of course, these are all hypothetical, but I hope you get the idea. Now, these two exercises that I just shared with you, they can help you truly see how imperative it is to your God-given purpose that you shift these beliefs. No matter what your limiting beliefs, there are always consequences that you're living with, whether you want to recognize it or not. Life will never be perfect all the time, but working on changing these beliefs can actually help your mental attitude and your outlook. So remember, there's only two things you need to do to tackle your limiting beliefs. The current impact, what is it doing to you currently, and then future impact, right? Currently, reflect on the limiting beliefs, consider all aspects, and consider opportunities that you might be missing out on. And then future impact, think about your the long-term effects of maintaining these beliefs. So what does God say about the way we think? Romans 12, 3 says, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that, that God has assigned. Now, the reason why I'm sharing this is, because a lot of uh, Christians think that if that they are sinning if they think too highly of themselves because of this verse. Now, believing in yourself because of the way God created you and having this confidence in the skills and the talents and the abilities that he has given you does not 
does not make you a sinner. All right, let's wrap it up, okay? Three takeaways from what I shared with you. Mind over matter. The most significant battle in achieving success in your online coaching or consulting business is not just about mastering business strategies, but it's overcoming your own limiting beliefs and negative thoughts. As Proverbs 23 verse 7 suggests, our reality is deeply influenced by our inner thoughts, indicating the importance of steering them positively to shape our external success. Secondly, a continuous journey of growth. It's important to recognize that the process of mastering our mindset and aligning our thoughts with God is not a one-time achievement. Trust me, this is a continuous journey. And this path involves constant learning, self-awareness, and resilience, as echoed by James 4, verse 7, emphasizing the importance of resisting negative influences and alignly closing with God's strength and his guidance. Lastly, the last takeaway is integrating inner purpose with the outer actions. So what does this mean? Success in the realm of business coaching or any type of coaching and consulting is, again, not solely about the external strategies, but it is deeply connected to your God-given purpose and passion in business. Now, this alignment leads to extraordinary and sustainable results as you learn to navigate these challenges with your faith and determination, right? Inspired by Philippians 4.13, again, assurance of achieving all things through Christ's strength. Now, three, I want to give you a three-step framework for implementing this, all right? So to implement this advice that I've shared with you effectively, I've created a structured framework that will encompass self-reflection um, uh, self-reflection and mindset. So the first thing, honestly, at the top of your list, if you are not already doing so, is your daily devotional time. Begin each day with prayer, meditation, and scripture reading, and focus on the verses that emphasize strength, purpose, and overcoming obstacles. Use this time to reflect on your thoughts and align them with God's purpose for your life. Next is, while you're journaling, make a list of the thoughts that you recognize as limiting or negative. You want to be able to identify these limiting beliefs. You want to be able to recognize them the moment you have them and then capture them. So reflect on these thoughts and seek scriptural truths that counteract all of these limited lies and limited beliefs. This practice alone will help you renewing your mindset and help set a foundation for positive thinking. Mindset affirmations. Some people like to create a list of affirmations based on scriptural truths that speak to your identity in Christ and your capability through him. Some people like to recite these affirmations daily to reinforce a positive faith-filled mindset. The next thing that you wanna do is you kinda have to really, you know, put a strategic plan together that's aligned with your purpose, right? So what define your God-given purpose? Spend time in prayer and reflect to seek clarity on the purpose God has for your life and how it translates to your business. Write down how your business can serve as a platform for your purpose. You want to set goals aligned with purpose. Now, 
I want you to think about the dumb and easy goals that I shared with you a couple of episodes ago. Go and establish these dumb and easy goals for your business. You know, they should reflect on your inner purpose and they should contribute to serving others and glorifying God. And then lastly, you want to develop a strategic action plan. Break down your goals into actionable steps. Include some strategies for your own personal growth, maybe business development, take a class, read a book, and, you know, identify how you can incorporate your faith into your business practices. Last piece of the framework is implementation and always, always, always continuous improvement. Daily practice of awareness. Regularly monitor your thoughts and emotions. Now, this is not something that you can just do on a whim. It's being intentional. It's it's learning the skill of how to recognize what you're thinking about, right? It basically, you have to think about what you're thinking about. So you want to regularly monitor your thoughts and emotions, implement practices such as mindfulness and prayer so that you can maintain focus on your purpose and your goals and not be derailed by your limiting beliefs. Apply business strategies. Yes, you still have to implement the foundations, structures, and strategies that you've learned for your business. You want to ensure that they're infused with your core values and your purpose, right? This includes all the things, marketing, client engagement, service delivery, and continuous learning. There are a lot of coaches out there that there's two sides of the coin. Some say mindset is most important and some say business strategies is most important. I say they are equally important. You need to have both. Lastly, always seek accountability and support. So if you if you have um if you don't have a network of people in your you know in your in your circle engage with an online community of like-minded entrepreneurs there is no shortage of entrepreneurial groups and a lot of them are faith-based where we can share our faith and our business interests so often there will be times where you need to evaluate and adjust. You might have to review your goals, strategies, and outcomes, but be open to it, right? Be open to changing your plans as God directs you to. And also, you really you have to learn how to celebrate your progress. Years ago, I, I had a problem with this. I thought to myself, well, I shouldn't, you know, I had the limiting belief that celebrating progress was not godly. I don't know where it came from. I I I dis I disarmed it and I discarded it. But recognize and celebrate your achievements, right? Because you're you're going to give God all the glory and you should do this with the big and the small. Like acknowledge God's hand in your success. If it wasn't for him you wouldn't have succeeded, right? It's his strength that he's giving you in all of your challenges. So it's okay to celebrate that progress and those small and big wins. I I do think that by following this framework, you're not just working towards business success, but you're also on your own journey of personal and spiritual growth. It's it's going to align with your entrepreneurial endeavor that God has called you to. So in closing, my friends, today, you get to decide. You get to decide if you want to be successful in all areas of your life. It's a choice. It's your choice. And it all starts with a thought. 
So what are you going to decide? Romans 12, 2, again, says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, take every thought captive. When you correctly apply biblical truth, your thought life will change and you will be able to accomplish more than you have imagined. Be well. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Coach by God Entrepreneur. If this blessed you, please hit the subscribe button and leave me a review. I would be truly blessed if you shared this podcast with another coach. And remember, success in coaching is not just about what you achieve, but who you become in the process. Tune in for more insights and actionable strategies in my upcoming episodes. Stay connected, stay inspired, and let God lead the way to your coaching greatness.